0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Fusion Students Podcast. If you have any questions or want to get connected with us, you can check us out on social media at Fusion Students KPT. Enjoy today's message. So another in a fire. That's what we're going to talk about today. And so the last couple weeks, uh, I've really been enjoying listening to this song. And uh, the first time I heard it, Emily had sent it to us uh, a couple a couple months ago and I was like oh I've never heard that song and I just uh, really liked it and so the last couple months I was like man I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a message called another in the fire and uh, but I was like I'm going to wait a little bit and so I'll I'll wait until okay so just for just for kind of notes so Saturday I was like Man, what am I going to teach about next week? Because I tend to start thinking about what I'm going to teach about next week before the actual week. Before that way, it's somewhat good for you, and you kind of enjoy it. So I was like, "What am I gonna, what am I gonna talk about?" And so I decided that it wasn't going to be another in the fire, because I wanted to do it at the same time the band did it. And so Monday night, I was like, you know, Kale, I haven't gone to band practice in a while. I'd like to go and kind of. Uh, see what they're up to. See a see a practice, cause I haven't been to one. She's like, "Cool, I gotta work anyway." Um, so she she worked, and I came to practice. And uh, lo and behold, I just said, "I'm not gonna do this until the band learns it." And look what song the band learned. Look at that. It's crazy how stuff works. So we're doing another in the fire. And as Haley kind of mentioned on, we are gonna look at uh, Daniel chapter three. How many of you knew? A little bit about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before Haley kind of told you. Some cliff notes. You kind of heard of them before? Excellent. How many of you are like, I have no idea who they are? That's excellent also. That means you're going to know something uh, before you leave. Let me ask you a question. How many of you believe right now that God is with you in the fire? You believe it? Kind of like, Aaron, I want to, but not really sure. Excellent. Excellent. I like that. Uh, we are going to look at Daniel chapter 3. And my first point, my first point is there was another in the fire. So I don't know if you followed along with the song, but the song's chorus made a very valuable change each time you went through it. So, chorus number one there was another in the fire. So, a little bit of backstory to Daniel, real quick. All the, all the little Israelite Jews here, they were captured by Babylon, present-day Iraq, so you kind of know what we're talking about. They were captured, and we know Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had Hebrew names, but I won't, I won't confuse you with that. So they were captured, they were taken, and they were basically put into the school of Babylon, Babylon University. They were being indoctrinated um, from their old ways into what you're now going to believe. It would be like if, if someone here moved to, let's say, China. China would probably stick you into a class, and they're going to say, this is, what, this is what you need to know to live here. This is how you're going to act, etc. This is what you're going to believe. So this is what's happened to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. So they turned out through other stories that they were at the top of the food chain. They were they were first, second and third in their class right here. And Daniel was somewhere in there. So they're top 5. And so King Neb, Nebuchadnezzar, he decides that he's going to build a statue. And so anytime any instrument played, the flute, the harp, the zither, whatever, you were to bow before his idol. Has anybody ever told you to bow before something? Bow before me. Anybody? You've probably seen it in the movie, though, right? If you haven't been told to, so so they were told, and they were like, ah, you know, the only person I'm going to be bowing to is my God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So that's all cool. They're kind of they're kind of hiding out. One of the astrologers, astrologist, uh, he tattles. Anybody ever been tattled on? Is it fun? No. So. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they get tattled on, and they're like, yo, King Neb, these uh, three of these Jews that you like down here, these Israelites, the Hebrews, they ain't doing what you said, man. And so this, this makes King Neb mad. But King Neb gives him another chance. Why? Because King Neb likes them, And so he brings them in front of him, and he's like, I'm going to give you one more chance. If you bow down to my idol, the statue of my awesomeness, when you hear the music, I will forgive any wrongdoings. But if you don't, I will throw you in the fire, and what God can save you from my wrath? Let's pick up in uh, verse 16 right here. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us. Look at that faith. Is able. He will deliver us. When you, when you come in a situation, do you have that faith? Do you have that faith when you're in the fire that, hey, my God will, is? Do you speak like that? Or, eh, I think so. I'm scared, etc. It gets better will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you have set up. Faith leap. Even if he does not. If you listen to the Hillsong version live, um, there's a story that goes along with this uh, this song. And, and one of the guys that wrote it, his, his son isn't speaking yet. He just got diagnosed with autism, and and he's like, man, I was wrestling with this. I'm doing everything that God said that I'm supposed to be doing, but yet we're watching my son struggle. And so he said something when he was saying that. He said, my son doesn't speak yet. Do you speak that faith into your life? Do you speak that faith into your situation? And then when you listen to the song, he says, you know what? I just decided when I get up there, I'm just going all out. I'm just I'm leaving everything in this on this platform that we're that we're worshiping on tonight. And one of the one of the bridges they do is, uh, even if he doesn't, I'll still praise. Even if he doesn't, I'll stand tall. So it's easy to have faith when when everything's going great. When you're like, yeah, my God will. Save me. My God is bigger than this situation. It's hard when you also have to say, but you know what? My faith is so big that even if He doesn't, I still praise, I still stand tall. What happens? Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace to be heated seven times hotter than usual. So this is great. A furnace that already incinerates people has been turned seven times hotter. What happens? The strongest guards, like these are like the Green Berets, the Navy Seals, the Ronnie Minnicks, are pulling these people up to the top of this furnace. Who dies? The strongest guards in King Neb's army, they die. Shout out Meshach and Abednego, thrown in the fire. King Neb says, what's happening? I see four. And as Haley told you all earlier, they came out of the fire. No smoke, no blister, no nothing. Because Jesus was there in the fire. Now let me ask you a question. Would Jesus have been in the fire with them even even if he wasn't saving them? Answer is yes. So even no matter what you're going through, if you feel like God's not with you, he's in the fire, and I'm going to show you that. But through that miracle, at least in this point in time, King Neb said, you have the one true God. And so you were to serve that God from that point out. So there was another in the fire. Point two, the second verse, there is, or the second course, there is another in the fire. So I'm losing my battle, but how are you fighting your battle? As you walked in, you know, nothing's really by chance a whole lot. Sometimes we just have a couple little things going on, but as you walked in, we were playing a song called uh, Surrounded. This is how I fight my battles. And so how are you fighting your battle? Are you fighting your battle in a, in a, in a stance of, of losing? You know, if any, of you, if any of you have taken any type of uh, fighting class, any type of uh, type of even uh, gun class, firearms classes, hunter safety, et cetera, there's a certain stance that they tell you to have, right? There's a certain stance that you're easily pushed off balance, and there's a certain stance that it's going to take a whole lot of effort. If you play any sports, oftentimes this is used, too. So, think about it in your spiritual life. Are you cowering down? Are you in a stance that you're ready to fight? Are you fighting your battles surrounded by the God of the universe who fights for you? Or are you surrounded by doubt, by fear, by anger? Because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego could have been upset with probably one of their peers because they were this high up tattling on them. But instead, they faced it. They didn't take any, any step backwards, any step back in anger. They faced it with faith. So there is another in the fire. We talked about Elisha a couple weeks ago. Elijah, taken, Elijah died. Elisha took his place as a prophet. So in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 15, this is cool right here. So an army had surrounded Elisha and his servant. The servant was terrified. He said, look, there's so many of them. We're outnumbered by every fashion. What does Elijah say? Let's find out. I like to say let's find out. Sorry, verse fifteen. When the servant of the man of God, man of God being Elisha, uh, got up and went out early the next morning, an army with horses and chariots had surrounded the city. Oh no, my lord, what shall we do? The servant asked. Boy, that'd be a pretty fun sight. You done been surrounded by horses and chariots, like I'm gonna die. Verse 16, don't be afraid, the prophet answered. Those who are with us are more than those who are with him. All right, cool, what does that mean? Those who are with us are more than those are with him. You see, there's not many of us. And Elisha prayed. Open his eyes, Lord, that he may see. Then the Lord opened the servant's eyes. He looked up and he saw his hills full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. As the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord, strike the army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha asked. You might feel like you're surrounded. You might feel like there's no way out. You might feel like there's no one standing there with you in the fire. But all you have to do is say, God, show me. Show me where you are. Because if Here's the cool thing. It might, it might freak you out, but I think it's really cool. If God opened our eyes and we could see everything that was happening around us in the spiritual realm, I fully believe that you would see angels all around us, protecting us from the enemy. So when you're walking through something that you're like, God, I don't know. I don't know what this is. He's with you in the fire. Even the darkness bows. This is how I fight my battles. I've been kind of in this like, mode of worship, and it's kind of, it's kind of different for me because uh, I've told you all some of my background, and, and kind of in the Southern Baptist world, which is where I came from, we didn't do a whole lot with worship. We didn't do a whole lot with the Holy Spirit. In fact, most Southern Baptists um, are kind of afraid of the Holy Spirit. And so that was kind of the, the world that I came out of. How are you a good Christian? Uh, In the Southern Baptist world, you knew a lot. You could answer questions. You knew theology, like what we talked about earlier. You could defend your faith. You knew the apologetics. You know, luckily for you, I know all that stuff now, so I can teach it to you. But there was an aspect that was missing, and that was the the worship side. Um, The other night, I feel like uh, Kayla thought I didn't quite have my tier quota for the year filled. Um, so we were kind of listening to some songs and kind of watched the story behind um, Another in the Fire. And then she said, Have you heard the story of Raise a Hallelujah? And I was like, No. And so we start watching this 10 minute long video of, of this kid that, that was basically dying. His body was shutting down. He was five years old. Parents had no idea why. And then so somehow they were connected with uh, parts of the Bethel worship team, and, and they wrote this song, Raise a Hallelujah. And the very night that they thought they were going to lose him, they, they send this song that they had just written, I'll Raise a Hallelujah. And they start playing it over this kid. And all of a sudden, over some time, as time passed, the battle that was being fought around him, the kid's perfectly fine now. And so it's just really a, it's really a great thing. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, if you, if you worship, then, then God's going to save you. But I'm saying if, if you have this mentality of the only time that I'm done, the only time I'm done is when God calls my name and he says, come home, what can stop you? Because there was another in the fire. There is another in the fire. So walk out that mindset of worship and don't be defeated because there will be another in the fire. Isaiah 41.10 Fear not, for I am with you. Be not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you up with my righteous right hand. Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Isaiah 43. Did you catch that? I'm with you always to the very end of the age. Not I'm with you until this moment. I'm with you until this bad thing happens to you. I'm with you until this good thing happens. He said, I'm with you all the time, to the very end of the age. Isaiah 43, now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you go through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, You will not be scorched, and the flames will not set you ablaze. Isaiah 40, 28, do you not know, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired and weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope, those who hope, those who hope in the Lord. The better way to translate that is the those who wait. Those who wait. God, I worship while I wait. Some of you are in a waiting season right now. Some of you are scared to death. Some of you have no idea what's coming next. Some of you are in a good season. But some of you are about to get smacked in the face with one of those things I just said. And we And we talked about... Hope in the dark, and some of you are here with us wrestling and embracing. Faith is not just about embracing. Sometimes you have to wrestle. In fact, most of the times, you have to wrestle. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord your God is the everlasting God. He says, They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. There was, there is, and there'll be another in the fire. Whatever you're going through today, whatever you're going through tomorrow, the next day, because none of us knows what anything will hold. Remember who you serve. Remember who you raise a hallelujah to. Do you know who the other in the fire is? Do you know who Jesus is? Have you made him Lord of your life? Because he came to give you life. He didn't come so our hearts could be troubled. He came so he could overcome So he says, take heart, I've already overcome the world. Nothing that can be thrown at you can take you out. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast. And hey, 6th through 12th graders, if you'd like to come hang out with us, we're at Harvest Community Church every Sunday morning at 1130. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you again next week.